Blessings, blessings, blessings. Do you remember yesterday I closed with the song, Now I belong to Jesus, Jesus belongs to me, not for the years of time alone, but for eternity. I want to start with it again today because I'm talking about the earnest of the Spirit, the down payment of the Spirit. And what is our part? What do we do to remain in that blessed walk with the Lord? You see, this is now a very important teaching today because yesterday I dealt with God's faithfulness, God's part in the fact that he seals us and then he puts a down payment on our life like a deposit basically and says that you're, you're mine forever, no one can have you. But do I do something? Of course we do. We have to cooperate and this is what I want to talk about today. Because see, it's a fellowship. It's a fellowship. Now I belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to me and to you. Not for the years of time alone, but for eternity. Blessed Jesus, I thank you for my partners. Lord, I stretch my hands toward them and their names, and I pray you'll bless them today in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And Lord, now be our teacher by the Holy Spirit. Open our hearts to see your word in the name of Jesus. And God's people said, Amen. Now, I want to begin today with Ephesians 4.30, a very familiar portion of the word of God. Ephesians 4 and verse 30. A very moving verse for me, to be honest with you. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. We cannot grieve such a lovely person who has sealed us. Now, the Holy Spirit is the official seal of God's ownership. And the believer that has to understand this, we as believers have been uh, given a God-given down payment of his promised inheritance as children as heirs of God God has said okay I'm going to seal you I'm going to put a down down payment on your life called the earnest of the spirit to show you I really want to fulfill my promises to you so the Holy Spirit is continually at work in us To bring us to our inheritance. But please hear this. The Holy Spirit can do nothing for those who refuse that ministry of his. So he says, listen, I am the seal on your life. I am the down payment on your life. I am the deposit on your life. Everything we have in the Christian life, like I said yesterday, it's just the down payment. And how glorious is is the down payment. Imagine what the inheritance will be like. But still, what the Holy Spirit says is, okay, I am the down payment. But I cannot do a thing with you if you refuse my ministry. That's why, and this is what I'm dealing with today. That's why the Bible says in Ephesians 5.18, it says, be filled. It's our responsibility to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It says, be not drunk with wine, 
wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. If I refuse the infilling, I just said to the Holy Spirit, you have no room in my life to do your work. We are commanded in Galatians chapter 5, and there's so much in the Bible about this, but look at Galatians 5.16. Very important that we listen to the word of the Lord here. This I say then, walk in the Spirit and you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So for the Holy Spirit to do his work in me, for the Holy Spirit to fulfill what he began with when he, when he came as the down payment in my life, I have to cooperate. So it says here, walk in the Spirit and then you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. In Galatians 6, 7, right through 9, it says these words. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. He that sows to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. So even though you say, well, all right, you know, God has put a down payment on my life. But if you sow to the flesh, you will lose it all. It says we will reap corruption. But he that sows to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. So cooperation is vital to this Christian life. We can't expect God to be faithful to us if we're not faithful to him. So God is faithful. Paul the apostle declares and talks about God's faithfulness. But the faithfulness of God cannot avail in our life if we are unfaithful to him. I'm going to say it again. The faithfulness of God will do us nothing if we are unfaithful to him. The faithfulness of God is beyond question. He's promised it. But the faith and faithfulness of men has to be involved. I'm going to say it again. The faithfulness of God is beyond question. It's his promise to us. He will not change his mind on us. But our faith and our faithfulness must be involved. You know, everyone likes to read Philippians 1.6. We all even sing about it, but nobody pays attention to Philippians 1.7. So if you look at, at Philippians 1.6, it says this. We all know this one. Being confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. But look what it says in verse 7. Even as it meet, even as it is meet or right for me to think this of all of you. In other words, I'm, yes, I agree. Paul says, I agree with you that God will finish his work because I have you in my heart. Inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are partakers of my grace. What does that mean? Okay, let's, let's look at that verse. So God Almighty, who began a good work in you, will perform it. But, Paul says, it is right for me to think this of you. But I have to remind you, because you're in my heart, he says, I have to remind you, in as much as both in my bonds and in the defense 
and confirmation of the gospel. You are partakers of my grace. Meaning, you cannot be partakers of this same grace that he partook of unless you are defending and confirming the word of God in your life. That is powerful. So we all saying, you know, that God will perform what he begun in us. I've sung songs about it back in the 70s and still do. But he says very clearly that we cannot be partakers of the grace that he is receiving. Because what he means is, God will also perform this in my life. What God began in my life, he'll finish in my life. What he begins in your life, he'll finish in your life. And I'm thinking the right thing about you too, that he'll do the same with you. But don't forget, you have to defend and confirm the gospel to be partakers of the grace I'm partaking of. What a powerful verse. Don't you agree, Chad? So strong. So, when you are faithful to the gospel, what it says basically is, when you're faithful to the gospel, God will be faithful to you. So you can say, well, you know, God is faithful. What he has begun, he'll finish with me. Yeah, but are you faithful to him? Are people faithful to him? So God begins his work in us and will finish it dependent on our, on our cooperation with him. So I want you to say this after me. God began his work in me and will finish his work in me dependent on my cooperation with him. All right. So we are commanded to stand fast in the Lord. In Philippians 4, in Philippians 4, 1, same book of Philippians, uh, Paul says, Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved, and longed for, God is longing for you. He says, my joy and crown stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. Even though you are beloved, even though you're longed for, yet you have to stand fast. So, that's our responsibility. Cooperation, faithfulness, standing fast in the Lord, not allowing the world to get into our system. It says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Philippians 2, you all know the verse. 12, it says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So God saved you. God began the work in you because he says, For it, it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. But you have to cooperate. So how do I work out my salvation? By cooperation. When I surrender, I'm working out my own salvation. I don't, I don't have to produce. God is producing in me. I'm simply a part of the vine. All right? A branch can't do a thing for itself. The vine does it all. Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. So what can a branch do except hang in there? <laughs> like I say, just stay connected. To the Lord. So simple. You have 
to say yes to Jesus daily. You have to follow him daily. You have to carry your cross daily. You have to deny self daily. Walk walk away from the world daily. Have no fellowship with the works of darkness daily. Have no fellowship with unbelievers daily. That's our job. Look, I've been telling you, huh? I have not watched TV in four years. And God told me no more. Because I want to get ready for the coming of the Lord. Why should I watch TV for? And be involved in what's happening in this world. At one time I did. I didn't know that God would say no more. But God wants me to finish well. He said, no more TV, Benny. Yes, sir, Lord. I'll do it. And I've never had such peace in my life. I've never had such joy in my life. In my personal life. Because I said, you know what? I want nothing to do with this world. I don't even care to know what's happening in it. I don't want to watch the news or anything in it. And you know what? All the stuff I was watching was good. You know, like what's wrong in watching the news or what's going on in this world? There's nothing evil about it. A lot of Christians still do because they want to know what's going on. Not me. I've decided, no, I don't want to watch it. I have no interest. So, Yes, I am heavenly minded and I'm still earthly good, by the way. The more you are minded, heavenly minded, the more good you do on earth. Come on, let's stop that nonsense of people say, he's so heavenly minded, he's no earthly good. Who invented that? Who brought that about? I think it's the devil who said that, frankly. No, no, no. When we are heavenly minded, we are the best people on earth. We produce more on earth for the Lord in, in love and kindness and help and healing and forgiveness and you name it. We're really living the Christian life when we're heavenly minded because it says in Colossians 3, let your affections be set on things above. Be heavenly minded. You are a heavenly citizen. You're not a citizen of this world. So it's time to disconnect from this world. So we work out our own salvation by staying connected to the Lord. Now, some will say, well, now, since God will do it, why should I do it? Like, if God has confirmed me and sealed me and gave me the, you know, down payment of my salvation, why should I do anything? Because anyone who says that does not want any responsibility. Anyone who says, why should I do anything? It's because they're lazy spiritually, quite simple. Because even though God is faithful, and God is gracious. We cannot depart from His will. We cannot depart from His way. God's faithfulness does not relieve us of our responsibilities. God's faithfulness does not say to me, well, you don't have to have to be responsible now. So, many people take comfort in 1 Corinthians 10.13. And they totally ignore verse 12 and 14. They, they, they like to take just parts of the Bible that they like and then they dismiss the rest. So 1 Corinthians 10.13 is what people like. 1 Corinthians, let me do it again here. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, chapter 10. I'm going to look at verse 13 with you. 
because this is people's favorite. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above the, where you're able, and with, with the, and will with the temptation make a way to escape. Okay, we all love that. But look at verse 12. Look at verse 14. In verse 12 he says, Let him that thinketh he stands, take heed lest he fall. What does it say in verse 14? My dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. Okay, you don't don't want to be tempted. Well, temptations are a part of life. And God will make a way out. Of course he will. But remember, you have to work with him. In other words, don't mess up. Let him that thinketh he standeth, take he lest he fall. And flee from idolatry. You think God is going to help you out of temptation if you're, uh, if you are worshiping idols? If you bow to demonic powers? How can God set you free from anything? Okay. No temptation, you know, uh, can, can, you know, it's going to come, but God will help me out. Fine. It's coming to all men. Fine. But it says, flee, run away from idolatry. I have to do my part if I want God to do his part. Quite simple. So, we must remain faithful to God for him to be faithful to us. It's a fellowship. I said it. It's a fellowship. When I am faithful to the Lord, I am doing my part. God will always be faithful, but I have to be faithful. The will of God for men will happen if I do my responsibility. So Paul affirms in Romans 2.4, let's read that because I'm almost done. This is so important because we have to know what does God say about my part. Okay. Uh, Romans chapter 2 verse 4, he says, Do you despise the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long-suffering? Not knowing that the goodness of God leads to repentance. So if you want God's goodness, work with him. Don't fight him. God in his goodness is always leading us towards repentance. Even to those whose hearts are hard like a rock. He leads them if they'll work with him. Jesus is faithful eternally. Even if we do not believe, it says he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. But hold it. Fine. People like to, you know, repeat that wonderful verse which we all love that he cannot deny himself, he is faithful. But let's look at verse 13. Why do we only read one part of the Bible and not the other part? So in 2 Timothy 2, 2 Timothy chapter 2, And verse 13, we read, If we believe not yet, he abides faithful. He he, he cannot deny himself. All right. How about verse 12? It says, If we suffer, we will reign. If we deny him, he'll deny us. (laughs) Quite simple. What What does it mean? It means that his faithfulness will do nothing for those who deny him. Okay, so, in verse 13, he's faithful. 
He cannot deny himself. Wonderful. But verse 12. If we deny him, he'll deny me. Meaning that his faithfulness will do nothing for me if I walk away. So we have to hold fast, the Bible says. Hebrews 10. We hold fast. We stay strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Hallelujah. And verse 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. He's faithful that promised. Paul, in fact, says something very powerful. You know, in Romans 8. Do you remember what he said in Romans 8, verse 12? He says quite quite simply, we owe nothing to the flesh. I owe the flesh nada. I don't have to live for the flesh for one second. I will live for Jesus. That's my decision. I've made the decision a long time ago. And I will never turn away from it. Though none go with me, yet will I follow. No turning back. Though none go with me, I'm going to follow Jesus. No turning back. To whom shall we go, Lord? You have the words of life. Hallelujah. So, in Romans 8, verse 12, right through verse 14, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you'll die. But if you, through the Spirit, do mortify or put to death the deeds of the body, you live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I sure want to be one. You know what I pray all the time? Lord Jesus, let me be counted among the righteous. Oh, Heavenly Father, count me among the righteous in the name of Jesus. Whatever you have to do to fix my life, fix it. Whatever you have to do, Lord, do it. Just count me among the righteous. I don't want to be a part of this world. I want nothing, nothing from it. I owe it nothing. And you owe the world nothing. What has the world given you? What, what has the flesh given you but death and destruction and ruin and devils with it? No, not me and not you. We will live for Jesus. And that's our decision. And no devil can change our decision. Remember Romans 8, 6. And I'm, I'm going to pray with you in just a moment. To be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit cannot continue to dwell in you and I. If we close our hearts to him. If we close our hearts to his loving ministry. Dear Jesus. Lord, protect your people. Lord God, protect everyone from falling and keep them pure unto that day in the name of Jesus. Your word declares you're able to keep us from falling and to present us before the throne with joy. To the only wise God be glory and honor I give you praise. So Lord I pray that blessed anointing now let it come upon your people 
to keep him strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Strong in Jesus, being clothed with Jesus, giving no space to the flesh or the devil or the world in Jesus' name and end of our lives. For your glory and honor. Amen and amen. It says be clothed with Jesus and give no place to the flesh, no place to the devil. Be so filled with the Holy Spirit that you'll, that your life will be so full there'll be no space for the evil one. No space for the world. No space for the devil. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And you make that decision daily. It's a daily decision we make. Well, that's our part. I've shared it with you. Don't miss tomorrow, but before you go, I want to pray with you. I want to pray that God will bless you financially. I want to pray that God will will give you peace about the future. Faith about the future. We are safe in the Lord. We are protected in His holy name. Because He promised us security. He promised us protection in the Spirit. And more than that, no lack in our life financially ever, no matter what happens in the future. Because He's promised to you and I, The Bible makes it very clear. I've not seen the righteous forsaken or his seed. Even his children will not be forsaken seeking bread. Father, in the name of Jesus, no lack. Come on, people, because this is real prosperity, no lack. It's not about millions in the bank, you know. It's no lack. Elijah didn't have millions in the bank. Elijah didn't have even a, you know, a home to live in. (laughs) But he had no lack in his life. How about the Lord Jesus? No lack in his life. Lord, I give you praise. Be no lack in our lives. Just like the promise in in Acts 4. None lacked among them. And none will lack among us as we obey you. Bring your people out of debt. I pray they'll not be living from paycheck to paycheck ever again. Let prosperity overtake their life. They'll never fear tomorrow. All is well in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, you saw that seed right now in the Lord's work, Benin Ministries. You go right there on that platform that where it, where it says donate or give, and you do that right now. Or go to Benin.org if you cannot do it on the platform you're watching me on. Or simply text it, BHM45777, BHM then the, the number 45777. And join BHI. You know, I, I uh, started BHI, Benin Institute, to strengthen the saints grounded in the faith. It's a, it's a true Bible school. It's strong. Oh, my goodness, it's strong. The students are loving it. They're loving it. Well, one of them is Chad right here. Because I teach doctrine. I am grounding them in the spirit and in the word. Never be shaken. You know, what I'm giving you here is good milk. But BHI, good meat. <laughs> some teachings I cannot give right here. Because, you know, some people aren't able to, ha- to handle holy meat, you know, like thick filet mignon meat, you know, from heaven, I mean. But, so, but I give you the best milk I can have, I can give every day. But if you join BHI, you'll be getting meat in addition to the milk. All right, so join BHI, 
$25 a month and be one of the students. Much love. Shalom.